When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aiden, Hey, Steph, how's it going? Very good. Um, really interesting side of the industry that you take part in. Um, I guess I've come to you because you've got Opie and Michael McNabb, <laughs> who are yep. absolutely flying. How do you start out being a jockey manager in the first place? Yeah, I, I, I actually got a, an approach from Michael Walker uh, back in about 2006. So that was the first year I had a crack. Uh, he'd teed up George Simon to do it when um, I think he'd, he'd been working with Butch Castles pretty closely and, and Butch had to take another role, which sort of precluded him from doing it further. So he's in a bit of a bind, just didn't have an agent. George thought he could do it and then found uh, the last minute he was unavailable. So I was really keen on doing it. I was working as a racing editor at the Waikato Times at, the, at that time and, and asked for their permission. They sort of, sort of gave it a, the, the all clear uh, initially, and uh, ended up uh, working for for Michael, and and basically it was a baptism of fire. You know, you just go out there not really knowing what to do, just trying <laughs> to call trainers and and uh, and find out what was going on. And for the first meeting, you know, <laughs> came up with uh, with blanks and got a bit of a, a a fiery message from Michael saying, you know, pull finger, otherwise we're gonna have to we're gonna have to you know look at uh, other options. And uh, the next meeting, he sort of rode I think three or four winners at Ruakaka, so. Um, which was a really cool feeling. Getting that first winner for a, for a jockey was great. Obviously, I was working with someone who was an absolute star. Anyhow, you know, I was lucky to start off with you know the best. Uh, he was undoubtedly the best at the time, and uh, and and then we set the ball rolling from there. So, so as part of it, you know, you've got a good jockey, and then you've got a. I guess talent ID horses who, because horses that are at the top and racing group ones, they've got a, a settled, established relationship with a jockey. But if you can find a maidener or a one or two win horse and say, look, I think this one could go through the grades, ring the trainer, get the jockey on. Is that sort of how it works? Just talent ID the horses to match with your jockeys? Yeah, ideally you do, but um, and certainly that would have been uh, key to it a, a long time ago. Uh, these days it, it sort of has really changed because uh, the the depth of the jockey's room is, is not there like it was sort of maybe 10, 15 years ago. So a lot of the, the jockeys are, are tied to people, uh, are tied to trainers, um, not necessarily with a with you know as a stable jockey, but that they they'll ride the majority of the horses, and so there's a lot of loyalty involved there. So the biggest thing is is communication. So a lot of it is just a lot of time on the phone talking to to trainers. What's coming up next for your stable? Uh, can we pencil a few in here? Talk to another stable. Do the same thing with them. Uh, a lot of follow up work with um, the horses that, that that my guys have been riding in previous starts. And so we we know where they're going next, and then you've got basically a pool of horses that you know where they're going to next, and and from there you know you're you're picking the best, hopefully um, of of a group of horses. There's definitely that. Um, certainly we go through the videos and and do a lot of form, but the biggest thing is is definitely around the communication with the with trainers and and knowing you know what's coming up, so you know we're aware of of of, uh, of you know what's what's doing doing next and you know for, for my guys you know they, they don't want to be riding you know poor horses and, and, and you know you can normally 
you know, put a, a line through a, a few at the bottom of a race. So really it's just about keeping them in the right spot by getting them on good horses all the time. So the relationship with the stables, of course, Michael McNabb and Opie Boston ride a lot for Tiako. So is it like you go to Tiako and uh, and have a, a really as close a relationship with someone like uh, that outfit and Mark Walker, et cetera, as, as much of a relationship with your jockeys? Uh, definitely, and, and sometimes more. You know, the the list of, uh, of of five most common phone numbers that that come up on my phone aren't my jockeys. They they are more the key trainers and my wife, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's definitely around the, the key trainers uh, and those guys who were constantly uh, dealing with it. They're they're often obviously Tiaka Racing's got a racing manager at the moment, so deal really closely with him. Uh, Stephen Marsh has got a stable that's that's really firing that. Is uh, supporting my guys and Michael McNair does a lot of riding for Tony Pike, and that'll be the same with a lot of uh, jockeys agents where they'll have their their own their, their jockey who's who's closely aligned to to one stable. It's really their their main support network, and their job is is really to look after them first and foremost. Make sure that that your main relationships are ticking over fine, and then looking for for opportunities with outside stables after that. So what's the difference between being aligned to a stable and contracted to a stable? Well, so um, Opie is uh, contracted to uh, Tiaka Racing, so I, I think there's a, sort of a, a financial uh, sort of tie in there. Uh, Leith Innes had a tie in to, to Brennan and Joe Lindsay from Cambridge Stud while he was still riding. And then in the past, there's been stable jockeys where uh, they don't have any financial sort of uh, tie, but... Uh, Michael Walker, when I was there, he was actually tied to Tiaka. He was he was their uh, you know their stable jockey. So it just means that they get first pick uh, over what's coming out of that stable. And so normally that means you don't have the ability to turn horses down. Yeah. Um, certainly you, over the over the years, you know, Leicester Pickett was riding for the very best stables in in in, uh, in Europe, but. At that point, you you ride their bad ones, you ride their slow ones as as well as their good ones. So you take the good with the bad, mm. and so that's where you know being a freelance jockey, uh, those jockeys can say, yeah, okay, we're going to try and do as much as we can from your stable, but you know, if, if there's one that we deem is a little bit slower than than another, we have the ability to turn it down. Michael McNabb, first jockey to beat four million stake money in a season, and there's still three months to go in this season. He's on track for back-to-back premierships. He's on 130 wins this season, about 27 clear of Craig Grills. He got 144, so he needs 14 more, which he should do in three months to beat last year's premiership win. Um, he's had his challenges and his battles away away from the track. What's turned everything around for Michael? Um, a lot of it's just around just having you know something to aim for having the goals and things and and he's worked with uh, with sports psychiatrists and and things as well so he he knows the ins and outs of that side and yet he'd been through some dark times and had some uh, mental health issues but to his credit he is just so driven these days and he is so focused and a lot of that is around his preparation from doing things you know, in a in a in a really processed way, so that he'll he'll be following the same formula, um, eating, exercise, uh, riding wise. He'll go through those routines that that, that keep him in a, in a really good, happy space. Um, we went through a, a lull about about six weeks back, and he rode twenty seven races without uh, without riding a winner, and that's a high, that's high for for one of the top jockeys. And so we'd sort of got together and said, okay, let's 
let's reassess what we want to achieve for the rest of the season. So we went away and said, okay, come back to it to us on, on Sunday with each other and we'll have a, a list. And every time I've done that, he's never come with a list. So it's always my <laughs> list. <laughs> and uh, and he says, he said, this, this pumps me up. This is what we want. And I, on that list were things like winning another jockey's premiership, hitting four million in stakes, hitting four and a half million in stakes, doing a whole lot of those sort of things. And you can just see the next thing he's had, I think he's had, uh, well, before yesterday, he'd had 47 rides since that 27, and he'd, I think, ridden 17 winners and, and 18 placings or something, some wow. some phenomenal numbers. And he, so he's just so driven and motivated by the numbers and, and being able to achieve that way. And obviously there's, uh, there's real rewards for that financially for him and his family as well. It's a really regimental life, isn't it, for a jockey? Like, we see them on race days, but away from race days, they're wasting, they're saunering, and as you say, they're, they're in the gym, they're meditating, they're having um, psychologists involved. It's a it's a 24-7 job, a gig, being a jockey. Yeah, of course, but we know they're jockeys as well, and uh, there's, there's a, sometimes the, the jockeys do not like to let their hair stand, their hair down, and we've sort of seen that uh, over the years as well. But uh, for sure, the, the guys who, who are doing it at the at the at the right sort of time in the right zone, uh, there's a lot to go with it. You see those uh, the top guys in in Sydney, and and how much gym work they're doing, and how much really focused gym work that they're doing, which is you know really strict on on you know the muscle groups that they're using, which they'll need. Uh, to be best in, in in riding, especially in hard finishes and things. And Michael's definitely doing that. I wouldn't think that um, Opie's gym re- regime would be quite the same, but <laughs> he's different again, you know, like, and it's the same with every single jockey. You know, Opie just likes to be left in his own. He's just such a naturally gifted jockey. You know, he, he he's nowadays probably a, a farmer who rides, uh, but he's still riding at the absolute top level. He'd be still, you know, one of the world's best jockeys, I would imagine. Uh, but you know, he gets away from it. He, he he's able to switch off by, by doing farm work, and you'll see that with a lot of jockeys. You know, some of them will go out and play play golf, or you know, they'll um, they'll have other interests that that you know, keep them sort of grounded away from, from racing because they need an outlet. They need to be able to switch off as well because, you know, it is a it is a gruelling job, especially with the, the weight loss and, and that sort of stuff that goes with it. Well, brilliant, Aidan. Great to catch up and chat with you today. You're doing a great job with uh, some of our best jockeys and we wish them all the well. And uh, if we back Michael McNabb every start each way, <laughs> we'll come out on the right side of the ledger, I reckon. <laughs> Thanks heaps, Aidan. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing that I would say about being a jockey's agent, the, the most satisfying part is, is watching them win a race, mm. and that, that, that never changes. The thrill that you get, uh, for me, obviously, we're getting a reward by taking a, a little cut out of all their winnings, but the biggest uh, kick we get is just watching them win races. 100%. Cheers, Aiden. Have a good weekend. Good on you. Cheers, Daffy.